You're listening to Inward with Rabbi Joey Rosenfeld on the Shefa Podcast Network. Join Rabbi Joey as he guides us through the world and major works of Kabbalah, Hasidic masters, and Jewish philosophy, shedding light on the inner life of the soul. Okay, so tonight, Be'ezer Sashem, we're going to be picking up in our shear on the series of the inner world of anxiety. We've taken a couple of weeks off, but tonight we're going to pick up where we left off. And the last year that we gave was with regards to the curse of Cain and the element of anxiety that expresses itself in particular through the sense of placelessness. Not a placelessness that is devoid of place, but rather a placelessness and a sense of homesickness that exists even at the heart of home as well. That the curse of Cain of Nov and Nad Ba'aretz was that wherever you go, you will never be able to feel settled. You will never be able to feel as if you have arrived in the right place or that you have found what you have been looking for. We focused on the wondrous words of the Kajnitz or Magid who asks the question of what kind of klala is this? Couldn't Cain just stop wherever he'd so desired? What the Kajanitzer Magid said was that in truth, Kayan could have stopped, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu was masach in his moyach. HaKadosh Baruch Hu spread out a partition within the mind of Kayan so that wherever he found himself, wherever he thought he would find what he was looking for, HaKadosh Baruch Hu threw him into a state of anxiety, which propelled him forward, searching for something else always perpetually feeling chased by some faceless claim to his life. Just like the murderer who murders by accident, who is cast out beyond their zone and is forced to run to that ear miklat. And that ear miklat we saw from the Svas Emes is a place that is only open to a person who comes to the acknowledgement that they have no place. And that this sense of wandering and placelessness is in truth the birthplace of the possibility of finding oneself wherever they are, of entering into that place of hine makom iti, of the makomo shal olam, that lev Yisraeli, as Rabbi Nachman tells us, which is the world, the world is within the heart. And And we also said how this nakuda, this curse of Kayin, this placelessness was so overwhelming it's too great for me to bear, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I can't live my life in a world where I'm wandering to and fro without any place to rest my head. And so Chazal tell us that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave Kayin a particular sign like the Pasuk says. And what was that sign? What was that sign that came to save Kayin from this unbearable burden of wandering within the mind, within the heart, and within the self? That sign was Shabbos. It was the Os of Shabbos where a person can finally find a moment of Menucha Sanefesh. And this is what's going to lead us into the very next individual, the next tzaddik that we encounter, who's going to be Noach. Now we find already at the end of Parshas Bereshis that Noach 
is still related to the entire story of Cain and Hevel. It's still related to the entire story of the Chet of the Eight Sadas and that birthplace of subjectivity through the doubtful presence of anxiety, of wondering what is what at every given moment, this anticipatory concern over what might take place in the next moment, and the almost certain belief that it's going to be overwhelming and unbearable. The fact that Noah finds himself already at the end of Parshas Bereshis tells us that he is Shaykh, he's related to that narrative. And then we're going to encounter a new form of Noah in the Parsha relegated to Noah himself. And what we find in Parshas Bereshis is that Noah HaTzadik is born and he's referred to as Noah. They called him Noah. Why? Because they said, that this one, this person who is born is going to bring us comfort, is going to teach us how to find comfort from the burdensome tasks of our hands. Now that oitzev yadenu, that melancholia, that sadness, that anxiety, that wondering of what will be, that is a direct result of the chet of Adam Harishon. That eitzev, that fact that Adam Harishon would plant expecting one thing, only to find thorns and thistles. The recognition that I can plan accordingly in my life, I can hope and I can yearn and I can daven and I can demand that something be one way, I can expect something to be one way, but suddenly through that process of birth, through that process of the growth of vegetation, I might come to find that the result is completely outside of the realm of what I expected. This act of planting is the particular site where the curse of Adam Harishon after the Chet of the Eitz manifests. Because the act of planting is one that demands a self-abandonment of casting away my object into the ground with the very real belief that it's going to grow and it's going to allow me to partake of it in a doubled sense. But that curse of Koitz Vidardar, that curse that there's going to be thorns and thistles and it's going to give birth to a melancholia is the direct recognition that what I do will not necessarily lead to the results that I so desire. And the fact that things could end up in any which way is again, the very site of the condition of anxiety. Comes along Noah and the Klal announces, this one is going to come along and he's going to bring us comfort to this melancholic anxiety, this anticipatory fear over the fact that things will not turn out the way I want them to be. And Rashi quoting the Medrash tells us that Noah on a certain level was the first inventor. He recognized that plantation, that the process of planting and harvesting and creating something that was viable to be eaten at a table by a human being demanded all sorts of processes. And the more and more human beings try to utilize their hands and their own human ingenuity to try and deal with this curse, the more and more overwhelming it became. And Chazal tell us that Noah basically created gardening tools. Noah created processes, technological advancements for that time period, which allowed the difficult burden of that curse, that Oitzev Yadenu, to be mitigated. Now, Noah did not alleviate the condition. Noah did not rectify the chait of Adam Harishon, but rather Noah said, okay, this is now the condition of humanity. This is the condition of experience and the site of subjectivity that we will do and we will have no idea what will be born afterwards. Our experiences will be cut through with doubts and anticipations of the worst or something that might be just slightly overwhelming. In the face of this condition, Noah recognized that I need to do something to alleviate that pain, 
Noach was not trying to fix the pain or the klala at its root. Noach was simply trying to mitigate the severity of that curse. He saw the condition of anxiety and he said, let me come along and make it slightly more manageable and less burdensome. And that is where the name Noach comes from. Now this concept of Nechama, this concept of comfort is something that we find as we move forward into the Parsha of Noach itself. Because we see that when HaKadosh Baruch Hu decided that the world had entirely lost its way, that as a result of the transgression of Adam HaRishon and that descent into anxiety and not knowing, towards the extent as the tzaddikim of Ishbitz and Radzin tell us that it was oylem kimen hagonohig, that it appeared as if the world was simply functioning according to its own rules and regulations without any supernal governance aligning each and everything in its particular place, space, and time. And in the face of this apparent absence of godliness, this stuttering of the pillars of the earth, which the Zohar refers to as the precondition of the Dor HaMabul, the world lost its way. And they said, if we're uncertain as to what's going on up, down, right, left, and we live cut through with doubt, it must be that God is God. It must be that there is no supernal governance. There is no manucha. There is no place for manucha sanefesh or trusting or having faith in something beyond ourselves in some form of a higher power in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And as a result, it became lawless and individuals were taking what they wanted from one another, no longer having a sense of self-limitation, of restriction, of respect for the other's property, of respect for the other. Now, as seemingly simple as this sin of stealing and monetary issues appears, this is what we bring up at Ne'ilah on Yom Kippur. When we say, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, save us, me'esek yadenu, save us from the trickery of our own hands, from that geneva, from that thievery. So it is clearly symbolic or symptomatic of a much deeper flaw than what it appears to be at surface level. And the idea is that when a world is devoid of any structuring center, when things fall apart and mere anarchy is unleashed upon the world, at that point, all is permitted. And at this point, Hashem sees the world in the Dor HaMabul, and he says, I changed my mind. Hashem, I changed my mind. I don't like how this is going. I don't like how this experiment has gone so far. And now I'm going to destroy it. I'm going to destroy it and start it anew. And this very sight of Hashem, Hashem changed his mind, is what our tzaddikim tell us is the very definition of what Nechama actually is. Because Nechama, comfort, the same word associated with Noah and the same word associated with Hashem's desire to bring about the flood that would destroy the generation of Noah, both signify a changing of the mind, a shift in perception. The way I looked at things a moment prior is not the way I am going to look at things at the next moment. This idea of the changing of the mind can be both remarkably anxiety-producing in the sense that perhaps God has changed his mind, so to speak. Perhaps God is not going to protect me. Perhaps Hashem is not going to be my comfort in the gates of us in this world of anxiety. But that very capacity of changing the mind is also the birthplace of of allowing us to look at the conditions that we live within, to look at those circumstances that promote whatever level of anxiety it is that a person is experiencing. There is a secret power of 
of changing my mind, of looking at the circumstances differently. Like Noah HaTzadik taught us, Noah did not come to rectify the sin of the Chet of Adam HaRishon. He did not come to get rid of Otsev Yadenu. He came to minimize and mitigate the suffering that was induced by that action. Noah was teaching us how to find Nechama, how to find comfort by changing the way we look and the way that we reflect on things. Now this Koach of Noah is really a very specific way of approaching the condition of anxiety. Because when a person is anxious, and again, anxiety is a relative condition as Chazal tell us, suffering and anxiety, these things do not need to be overwhelming in order to be experienced. These things do not have to be pathological in order to be present in a person's life. As Chazal tell us, it is enough for a person to encounter any moment where what I want is not what I get. That is enough to place me within the category of one who suffers in this world. Because the true condition of a Jew, the true condition of a Baal Bechira, as Rabbi Nachman teaches us, is that we should get what we want that we should have the koach to direct reality in the direction that we want it to go. And any time that doesn't happen, and any time we're cut through with those doubts or those anticipatory fears over what might happen next, a person comes back into contact with the fact that I live in a post-traumatic world. I live in a world that is post-lapsarian, that has descended away from its ideal state, and I am stuck in this afterwardness I am stuck in this secondary mode of existence where everything is deferred. And once again, that throws me into an acute awareness of my suffering as an individual. So this condition of anxiety, this expression of anxiety, when we feel it, when a person has that dizzying or buzzing sound within their minds that whatever I'm doing throughout the day, yes, I'm able to accomplish them. Yes, I'm able to be present in them, but nevertheless, there's a certain worry at the heart of man. There's a certain daiga belevish. There's a certain overwhelming feeling that whatever is going to happen next is going to be overwhelming and it is going to send my life into a whirlwind where I need to now deal with ingredients that were not present beforehand and ingredients that I simply do not have the kalim or the vessels to make room for. There are times in a person's life where we cannot find true relief from those conditions. It takes a lot of work for an individual to cultivate bitachon and emuna to the extent that it alleviates the worry at the heart of man, as we're going to see in future shirim. So what are we supposed to do in those times where on the one hand we're cut through with the anxiety, we're bothered, we're bewildered, we're confused, we're scared, we're overwhelmed, but at the same point we simply don't have the koach to alleviate the symptom at its root. We don't have the koach to go through the work. We don't have the koach to learn shara bitachon properly. We don't have the koach to realign what davening means and what hispoidedus means for us. But yet at the same moment, we need relief in the here and now. Has Hashem enabled us to find artificial relief even prior to an actual cure? And the answer is a resounding yes. And that is the experience of Noah. That is the sugya of Noah, as I would like to try and describe it. That Noah represents the idea of alleviating anxiety, even when I'm still anxious, of living with anxiety, but at the same point, finding external tools, finding momentary tools of managing my anxiety, even prior to my actual engagement with the root of the condition. And this is one of the liminal elements of Noah's entire existence, that Noah is the suspension bridge 
that connects the world of Adam HaRishon and the world of Avraham Avinu. Avraham Avinu, as we're going to see, is the birthplace of the beginning of rectifying that chet of Adam HaRishon, the beginning of the process of learning how to actually redeem experience from the death throes of anxiety. Noach is an intermediary level, a bridge that connects these two levels, that without this bridge of connection, there would be no possibility of Adam and Avraham Avinu having any relationship to one another. And like any bridge, it is going to contain both elements of the sides that it connects. So Noach is that intermediary principle that contains both the side of the anxiety that emerges from Adam HaRishon, as well as the true relief and the management of anxiety as it emerges in the world of Avram Avinu. And for that reason, Noach is going to be the symbol or that which represents the experience of having anxiety related to Adam HaRishon and the chait of Adam HaRishon and that world of Dor HaMabul and Dor HaFlaga and the condition of relief from anxiety, which is represented by Avram Avinu who finds his way towards Eretz Yisrael. So Noach is both anxious and not anxious at once. And this is what we find in Chazal's treatment of Noach, that Noach is cut through with this duality of the liminal space that contains two elements within itself. We're told about Noach that it's Noach Noach, that there's two statements, the Zohar HaKadosh says, Noach Noach, there's a Noach Lamala and a Noach Lamata that there are two elements within each and every individual. One is considered the supernal element, wherein the neshama finds comfort in the reality of the spiritual experience. And there's the physical element of Noach, which is the human condition down here in all of its brokenness. Noach, we also find that he was ma'amin ve'eno ma'amin. We're told that Noach had faith in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but at the same point, he didn't have faith in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We're also told that when it came to understanding Noah, there were those who judged him favorably and said that he was a tzaddik, no matter what his time period. And there were those who judged him unfavorably and said, you were only a tzaddik in the time of your generation. Now, instead of seeing these two elements that are descriptive of Noah as two separate opinions that have no connection to one another, through the lens of Pneumius Torah, especially as we've understood in the teachings of the Leshem, Rabbi Nachman, and Rabbi Yitzhak Maya Morgenstern Shlita, it is both at once that Noah was ma'amin ve'eno ma'amin at the same moment. He had faith in HaKadosh Baruch Hu and he lacked faith in HaKadosh Baruch Hu at the very same moment. He was a true tzaddik and he was a non-true tzaddik at the very same moment. He was Noah above and Noah below at the very same moment. This is the element of Noah. Noah allows us to live this paradoxical space of experiencing anxiety, but at the same point, tunneling deep into the moment of anxiety and finding momentary moments of relief. The way that Noah HaTzadik opens up this possibility of finding relief from the storm is really the story of the Teva, the ark that HaKadosh Baruch Hu commands Noah, Noah HaTzadik to build for himself. Because if we want to understand the Mabul, which shares the same etymological root as the word bilbulim, as the confusion of the mind. We have to understand that as the Zohar HaKadosh describes, the Mabul was the inundation of negativity into the world. It was the ever-present overwhelming sense of 
anticipatory gloom and doom and the expectation of everything being too overwhelming, too much coming to me at once, too many things that need to be dealt with. A sense of survival, a sense of running without knowing what exactly is chasing me. And a real sense of actually realizing that, wow, my biggest fears can actually come true. That place of the mabul, that darkness that blotted out the sun of clarity is something that we know from our tzaddikim that we can all encounter. We can all encounter that place in our minds. We all experience that mabul. As Rav Tzadok says, the door ha-mabul is really the same door as the door ha-deya of Matan Torah. That receiving the inundation of the waters of overwhelming anxiety of the mabul and the capacity to receive the inundation of light that emerged at Matan Torah are one and the same thing. This is a dream that Rav Tzadok had when he was by his Rebbe in Ishbet. Noah is told to build a teva, to build an ark. This teva is the coping mechanism. This teva is the ability for a, a person to find comfort in the heart of the storm itself. The Ramchal, who we've been utilizing a lot in his Sefer of Adir Bamarum, tells us something incredible. This is on Daf Yud Zayin. He says as follows, Klal Ha'inyinhu. The general principle of the Tevas Noach is as follows. The teva itself is this singular element of an expression of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the feminine capacity that exists within the time of exile itself. That somebody who hides within it is considered as if they are outside of exile. So it is the ability to be as if I am outside of exile, in the heart of exile itself. And in this place of the teva, this safe place that a person carves out for themselves in the heart of the storm, in the heart of darkness, is the space of spiritual rectifications, of working on ourselves, of fixing our condition, of fighting and engaging with our condition, of finding unity within the heart of our condition. But at the same point, the engagement that we work with, the process of rectifying ourselves, has no actual impact on what is going on outside of us. Because it is the aspect of being enclosed and stuck within. In the secret of the Pasuk that Hashem closed it up for him. Like the Pasuk says, describing the building of the Teva, HaKadosh Baruch Hu closed it on the inside and on the outside, highlighting the fact that the Teva represents this liminal space, this potential arena, where in the heart of the condition of anxiety, I can find the light of relief. Now, Chazal have told us that there was a real place in the world that didn't experience the Mabul at all, and that was Eretz Yisrael. Eretz Yisrael, Yerushalayim, the Kodesh HaKadashim, Mibain Shneha Kruvim, Rosh Tevas Moshe, the true source of Noach. In that place, anxiety, it is possible to relieve anxiety. It is possible for a person to live with a menucha sanefesh legamre without any bilbule hadas like the Chodas HaLavavos tells us in Shahar Bitachon. But for those of us who are not in Yerushalayim, 
For those of us who have not yet accessed Yerushalayim of the mind, like the true tzaddikim have, what we have at our disposal is the teva. The teva is the ability to live as if there is no mabul within the mabul itself. It is not a place where there is no mabul. The waters are raging outside. The fear is banging on the door. But the secret of the teva is that Hashem taught Noah, you can create for yourself a self-enclosed environment, which goes against the very condition of your true existence at this moment, and you can find a moment of rest there. You can find a moment of comfort. You can look your anxiety in the eye. You can wake up in the morning with that overwhelming feeling and that fluttery heart feeling that tells you that there is simply too much to accomplish today. There is simply too much that has been left unfinished that needs to be dealt with today. And at the first glance of trying to confront one of those issues, you are overwhelmed by a sense of procrastination, which doesn't say, I don't want to take care of that task. It says, I truly want to take care of that task, but at the same moment, there is something overwhelming about that task, which leads the person to find all sorts of ulterior motives to move away from that, yet at the same time, damning oneself to live with the anticipatory fear of that task not being accomplished. That encounter with anxiety, that encounter that is cut through with that overwhelming sense of not knowing, it is possible for a person to look at their circumstances and say, is there anything in my life at this moment that I have not been able to accomplish? If there is something that I still need to accomplish, let me face it, let me apply myself to it, and let me utilize my strength to take care of it. Or let me utilize the powers that be in my life that can help me deal with it. If there is nothing that I am capable of fixing, let me learn to accept the overwhelming feeling in my mind. When a person encounters that space of acceptance within the self, that is a teva of Noah. Has the anxiety been gotten rid of? Has the mehamabul stopped from raging over the mountains of my life? Absolutely not. The second I let go of that strength of my mind, the second I let my defenses down and I stop with the barriers of my mind that block out those shadim and those demons that come to attack me, I feel the anxiety again. But as long as I keep the kayach of my machshava strong, as the Leshem Shabbat describes that I build barriers of barzel, I build strong steel barriers, copper barriers within my mind to block out all forms of negativity. Within that space, I'm okay. Within that teva, the noise and the sounds and the overwhelmingness of the mabul do not have access. And it could be that for the hour that I am trying to cultivate that comfort of my mind and the heart of anxiety, 99.9% .9 of that time is dealt with being afraid of the sound of those negative thoughts banging on those doors, saying, let me in, saying, let me in, I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house down. Who told you that you can block us out? Who gave you the strength to say no to us? Who told you that you don't have to pay attention to negative thoughts? In that place, we're comfortable. In that place of the teva, we're safe. That's the koyach of noyach ich tzaddik. That's the koach of being able to find comfort in the storm prior to actually being redeemed from the storm itself. Avram Avinu, as we're going to see, is going to teach us how to walk towards Eretz Yisrael, how to begin the journey, the difficult journey of marching towards that unknown place of faith in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which alleviates all concerns because my only concern becomes God. 
But prior to Avram Avinu, prior to the command of march towards Eretz Yisrael, what we have at our disposal is the capacity to create the teva in our mind, that safe place within the mind. The Zohar HaKadosh says something incredible. When describing the book of the Zohar itself, when describing that book that Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai wrote, infused with the secrets of the universe, which gave birth to the teachings of the Arizal, and gave birth to the teachings of the Balshem Tov HaKadosh, and gave birth to the teachings of Rabbi Nachman and all of the Tzadikah Hadoros Afilu Bidorenu, in our generation, that that book of the Zohar is referred to as Tevas Noach. Because just as Tevas Noah has the capacity of alleviating the raging fierce waters of the mind, even when those waters are still raging, so too the book of the Zohar, the book of Panimiya Satora, any Sefer HaKadosh that a person places themselves into fully, it has the ability to settle the mind for but a moment. I can speak on my personal experience as someone who deals with anxiety, that there have been moments in my life where I'm so overwhelmed by whatever news is going around, that the only comfort there is, is to read the pure words of the Zohar HaKadosh without any ability to even understand, as Raphroman would tell us to do. That the Zohar HaKadosh transforms a person to a place, another place, a forgotten space, another time forgotten space where I am comfortable where I am no longer threatened by waters, but I am comforted by the noise of the birds and the starry skies of Northern Israel. That book of the Zohar, which Chazal tell us, the Zohar says, Baha'i Safra Yafkin Megalusa, that with this book, with these teachings of Panimiya Satora, with this ability to crack open the surface and descend deeper into experience, to uncover the luminosity of the darkness of life, that comfort is so ever-present at every person's disposal. The books that surround us, the refuge that we can find in holy books and holy activities and holy songs, those are those momentary tevas in our lives that help us from the raging waters that surround us on the outside. And so when Chazal say, through this book, you will be redeemed from exile, Again, there's two ways to read this. One can read it in a hierarchical, linear, cause and effect type of way, or with the lenses of Panimiyas Torah as given to us through the Rashash and the Torah's Chacham, as expressed by the Tzaddik and the Gon, Ravichamaya Morgan Finchlita, we can understand that it's a Bevasachas. It's an equation that is taking place within and of itself. That by learning the Zohar HaKadosh, by descending into the depths of those comforting, cooling waters, I am actually experiencing a moment of Geula. It's not that learning these books will merit the coming of redemption in the future. That's also true according to our tzaddikim. But what it means for us is that by opening these books, we open ourselves up to Geula itself. That when the waters of life are raging on the outside in each person's particular circumstance, the book of the Zohar or any Sefer HaKadosh, whether it be a Gemara, a Mishnabrura, a Siddur, or the Svarim of the Tzadikim HaAmitim, the Baal Shem Tov and his Tamidim, whatever Sefer a person learns Lishma, that they place their entire soul into and they say, without this book at this moment, I can't continue. At that moment, the person has tasted of Geula. And this is why the Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh, on the Pasuk, Bo El HaTeva, come into the Teva, the Baal Shem Tov famously understood that it meant enter into the word itself. 
enter into the letters of the Aleph base, enter into those ontological structures that give us strength even in the midst and the heart of our weakness. It is the light that emerges from the heart of darkness itself. As the mabul is raging, as anxiety is overwhelming, as doubt and fear of death and anticipation of the worst is blotting out our ability to find any comfort in the world or in our personal lives, or in our collective lives, Bo El Hateva, enter into the words themselves and find comfort in the words. In the Zohar HaKadosh, we find very often that Psach Picha V'yairu Devarecha, open up your mouth and allow your words to emerge, to illuminate the world. Or Pasach Rabbi Shimon, or Pasach Rabbi Elazar. That with the Chavraya Kadisha, we find that before they spoke any words of Torah, it was Pasach, they opened their mouth. And the Svarim HaKadoshim tell us that it wasn't just that they were opening their mouths, they were creating ruptures in the space itself. They were creating pockets of safety, creating openings to hide in, building tevas within the world. Pasach picha via irud varecha, open your mouth and illuminate the world through your words itself, through the words of comfort that you offer yourself. When I say I am okay in this moment, nothing is dangerous at this moment. The fears that chase me like Cain, the doubts that block me like the sveikos of the eitz hadas tovarav subjectivity, none of, those have, none of those have room to block me because I have created an opening for myself. I have created a cave like Rashbi. I have created a dwelling place in the mountains like Moshe Rabbeinu. I have created a teva like Noah. I have created an ir miklat like the Levian. The Said Yasharim says something incredible that the Gemara says numerous times that there are three openings in the world. There's a Pesach to Gehenim, an opening to hell, a Pesach to Gan Eden, an opening to paradise, and a Pesach to Olam Haba, and an opening to the world to come. But the Said Yasharim in his commentary on the Zohar, Teferas HaChanochi, chooses to focus on the fact that Chazal tell us that there's an opening to Gehenim, a Pesach to Gehenim. What does that mean that there's an entrance to Gehenim in our world? Is it meant to frighten us that we can fall into Gehenim, that we can find ourselves living in Gehenim? Or as Rabbi Nachman tells us that he doesn't know where this world is to be found because this world is Gehenim? Is that what it's coming to tell us? Is it coming to tell us that we are on a certain level stuck within the difficulty of this world without any relief until relief arrives from Hashem? Or is it perhaps saying something therapeutically feasible like the Tevas Noach? And the Saudi Sharm says that the fact that Chazal say that there's a Pesach to Gehenim is showing us that even in Gehenim a person can find a Pesach. Even when a person finds themselves in the Gehenim that is created from the overwhelming fears and anxiety producing thoughts and notions, there are openings that a person can find. There are places that a person can tunnel out of. There is a way to draw comfort into difficulty even prior to difficulty being gone. There's a way of tasting the future in the present prior to the arrival of the future itself. This is the aspect which we have discussed very often already, which is see your world in your days, find comfort even before comfort arrives. Now, Rabbi Nachman, in Torah, Kuf, Yud Beis, in Lekut Maran Chelek Aleph, has a famous teaching on Tevas Noach. It's called Sohar Tahasel Teva. Make an illuminating space, make a window for the teva. And famously, there's a machlokas and chazal as to what this place was. Was it a precious stone that illuminated the teva from within? 
creating its own light? Or rather, was it a window that opened up onto the outside to allow the illumination of the outside to come into the teva? And Ibn Nachman tells us that this machlokas is dependent on how we choose to look at Noah, according to the statement that Noah was not a true tzaddik, so then the illumination only took place within the teva itself. But according to the statement that Noah was a tzaddik no matter what, the illumination emerged from outside. But as Rabbi Nachman tells us, this sohar ta'asa teva, this ability to make an opening within the teva, to bring light into the teva, is the capacity of an individual to draw light down into even the deepest and darkest moments of their lives, into that place of anxiety, into that place of svekos, where a person can't even open their mouth, where a person is so cut through with bilbulim and shakarim and lies and falsehoods and uncertainty that they can't open their mouths and speak one word in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. They don't have that ability of pasach picha v'ya of speaking positive words to ourselves and making openings for ourselves to hide. What happens then? And Rabbi Nachman tells us that all you need to do in order to create an opening is bend yourself towards the desire for an opening. That even the movement towards the desire for relief, the moment of saying to anxiety, I don't have to listen to you anymore. Who told me that you're in charge? It is the capacity of a person to emancipate themselves from that mental slavery of the mabul for none but themselves can free their mind. Nobody can tell me what to think other than myself. And that is that Sohar Ta'asa Lateva. By casting myself deep down into those recesses of faith that exist, even within the heart of anxiety, I give myself the ability to illuminate the world even in the midst of anxiety, even when I'm still waiting for relief to come. I can prepare an Erev Shabbos even before Shabbos arrives. And Rabbi Nachman tells us that this is the idea of the letter He that when we look at the letter hey, there's an opening on the bottom because human beings fall out. We fall out of life, we fall deep down to the bottom. We hit the rock bottom with a thud where we're terrified and we're frightened and we're scared and we're uncomfortable and we're doubtful and we're self-centered and we're all of the difficult things that come along with the conditions of being human. But then there's an opening to the hay on top which is the promise that a person, even if they fall out, can redeem themselves, they can climb back up to the top and enter in. And after hearing this teaching, Rabbi Nassim said to Rabbi Nachman, he says, but couldn't somebody come back through the bottom of the hay itself? Couldn't the person who has fallen out of that bottom of the hay find relief through the bottom of the hay itself? Is there a way for a person to fix difficulty with difficulty, to find comfort even within the heart of difficulty? Or is it only that the only way to fix difficulty is to come up through the top where everything is fixed? Is the only way to fix the mabul, in other words, with Eretz Yisrael? Or can I fix the mabul within itself? Can I carve out a space for myself? And Rabbi Nachman nodded at Rabbi Nassim and he said, Avada, Avada. You're saying something very deep and he did not continue. I had the schuss of speaking to a tzaddik and I asked. And I asked for those of us in our generation who find ourselves having fallen out of the bottom of the hay. And we're unable to climb up back to the top of the hay. We're unable to find access through that top. We can only climb up through the bottom. Is it okay if we're doing that? Is it okay if we're climbing up and we're just pretending that we're okay? That we're pretending to find comfort in the heart of anxiety? 
that we're pretending to find Yishuv Hadas, even if we're not truly there yet. And what this tzaddik said, what the Rebbe said was, Avada, Avada, Rabbi Nachman says, that's the Iker. The Rabbi Nachman and Rabbi Nassim said, that's the main way of accessing HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Not by way of the top, but specifically to sweeten Mar with Mar, to find relief within the heart of anxiety itself. That until that redemption comes where we are free from those anxieties, where we are free from those difficulties, we have the ability of building a teva for ourselves. We have the ability of being noyach. And even though Noah Chazal tell us was tsarich tsaad letamcho, Noah needed a supporting device to help him. Shiftecho mishantecha. Noah needed external support. Noah needed this external, almost fake it until you make it type of attitude to re relieve himself of anxiety. Nevertheless, that's enough. That's enough. There's a Misa that I heard twice from a very dear friend of mine. And it's an anticlimactic Misa, but I think it really summarizes this Nakuda that I'm trying to bring out with the Nechama and the Chaim that comes specifically through Noach, who is both Noach ve'eno Noach, Ma'amim ve'eno Ma'amim, Genai and Shavach at the same moment. The Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh was on a journey with a number of Hasidim, as well as his daughter Idel. And the Baal Shem Tov was wandering and it was raining and it was pouring and it was freezing out and they were hungry and it was cold. And the Hasidim and his daughter kept asking, when are we going to get there? When are we going to get there? When are we going to get there? And the Baal Shem Tov kept saying, we're going to get there. We're going to get there and everything is going to be okay. There's going to be food and there's going to be drink and there's going to be warmth. And they continued journeying and it got colder and darker and it was raining harder and harder. And the Hevra kept asking, and his daughter kept asking in a deep way, Tati, when are we going to get there? When are we going to get there? And the Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh kept saying, we're going to get there, we're going to get there, we're going to get there. And then finally, the Baal Shem Tov's daughter screamed out as a tefillah. It's known as his daughter's tefillah. But what are we going to do until we get there? What are we going to do until we get to the Kretschma? What are we going to do until we find that inn on the side of the road where we can truly feel comfort? And there's no end of the story. The ikr of the story is the tefillah of the daughter of the Baal Shem Tov, that yes, we know that there's going to be Yerushalayim. We know that there's going to be that place that the Mabul has not attacked. But what are we going to do until we get there? What are we going to do until we find ourselves in that place of comfort? And the idea is that we draw down comfort in this world itself, even prior to the relief of anxiety. We build for ourselves a tevas noyach. Noach is a tzaddik. Avram is a tzaddik, but of a different order. And when we say in the bracha, al tzaddikim, we say, mish'an umiftach tzaddikim, that the tzaddikim represents something that we can rely upon and something that we can place our trust in. Now, reliance upon tzaddikim, upon the light of tzaddikim, upon the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that happens in the future, where it's clear as day that we can kedai lismoch, that Rabbi Shimon bar Yochai, we can be soymech on him b'shasatchak. But there's a time before we know that with certainty. And at that point, it's a mivtach letzadikim. It's a bitachon. It's a, it's a belief that it's going to be that way. And that belief prior to it actually happening is the comfort that we have in that moment. The possibility of relief from anxiety, even in the heart of anxiety, of telling myself that I am okay, even though I still don't feel okay. Because by acting okay and by saying that I'm okay, eventually I'm going to feel okay. 
I want to read some words with this we're going to end that I found last night from the Tzaddik Rav Yitzchak Meyer Morgenstern Shlita. This is in Yam HaChachma Tav Shin Ayin Pei in the Ma'amarim on the Maisios of Rabba Babrachana Maimer Ches Daf 162. The Rebbe is really giving a commentary on the story of Rabbi Nachman's Maisa Mi Ben Yachid Mi Rav Ben Yachid of, of, of a Tzaddik and one child. And the Rebbe says as follows, Someone who goes through all of these difficulties, all of these doubts, all of these confusions and anxieties. Person has to daven that they should arrive at the tzaddik, that they should arrive at that place of menucha, that menucha sanefesh, that noyach, that yona batsa moima noyach. And a person is truly capable of standing in the face of all of these nisyonos. And somebody who does not have bitterness in their heart, and they cleanse their heart so that they can truly see the truth that is not present yet, because everything is dependent on the cleanliness of the heart, to search out godliness with truth at the inner point in their heart. But somebody who has bitterness in their heart, they'll spend all of their days stuck in the externality, and they'll fall. Afilu, but a person who truly has belief that eventually everything is going to be okay. That even though a person is only on the path, they're not there yet. And in truth, the shechina is not there in their lives yet. Hashem is not there. Relief from anxiety is not there. A person is not yet at that place of menucha and presence. There is a place on the road called a hotel, a, a malon, a kretschma, an inn. Where there is a place where we can find rest. There is a place where we can find comfort, even on the derech. There is a place that even prior to true redemption from anxiety and doubt, we have the capacity of creating within ourselves that tevas noach, that place of settledness. And Be'ezrus Hashem, what we're going to discuss next week is the call to Avram Avinu of Lech Lecha. And we're going to see how Avram Avinu's entire life is cut through with all different forms of anxiety. And we're going to see how Yitzchak embodied anxiety and we're going to see how Yaakov desired to fix the world from anxiety. And we're going to see how it's truly possible. But until then, until we come to that place of Eretz Yisrael where there was no Mabul, we have to be satisfied with the Irmiklat, with the Tevas Noach, with the Avoda of Ki'ilu, acting as if, and recognizing that that by way of being inauthentic in our settledness of mind, we will eventually come to a place of authenticity and as Ravitchermeyer Morgenstern points out and Sadiqim point out, doesn't only mean that I will eventually come to a place of authenticity, but rather in the very depths of inauthenticity, if I dig deep enough into the tunnel of my life, into the Tevas Noach, I will come to find the pulsating heart of authenticity that gives life and strength to the life of inauthenticity itself. This podcast is supported in part from a grant from the Hadar Institute. 
The music is by Zusha. The audio engineer is David Kwan. For more from the Shefa Podcast Network, visit our Facebook page, and please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. 